If someone asked you what your purpose is, what would you say? 50 of the highest performing companies, brands, organizations in the world have harnessed the power of brand ideals to tower over their competitors. At the core of a brand ideal is purpose. Top performing brands are built on ideals. As a matter of fact, 42% of companies that were not considered purpose-driven showed a drop in revenue every calendar year. And on the other side, 85% of purpose-led companies showed positive growth. As I have said numerous times on this podcast, on stages, and in conversations, people want to know your why. But the centerstone of that why is the purpose. Answering the why. Why are you in business? How can you help me? Why do you want to help me? What's the benefit? What's the vision? All of that is subsets of really defining what your purpose is. It's why you create a mission statement. It's why you create a value prop. It's why you create an about page in the first place. People want to know your why, yes, but they want to know your purpose. Mayur Gupta had shared this recently on LinkedIn and it goes a little something like this. If you could buy growth with money, every venture-backed company would be a unicorn and the next Apple. You can no longer grow your way to success with just spending on media and discounts. Dumping ads, dumping ads, dumping ads. Pushing out media, pushing out media, pushing out media. Again, one-way conversation. Nana. Consumers today are looking through your offer directly into your why, your purpose, your emotional and cultural value, and then your functional value. Let me repeat that. Consumers want to first understand your why, your purpose, your emotional and cultural value, and then your functional value. That emotion, that purpose, and the reason behind your brand's existence matters more than it has ever had. In the absence of defining your purpose, you may have a few winning months, quarters, and maybe a few years, but you will not win the race, at least not with today's consumers. Let your purpose be the engine for your growth and build a brand that reflects that purpose. If you're a growing business, an entrepreneur, a professional of any kind, you must define your purpose and then articulate that purpose so that people can understand, relate, connect. Not just an understanding of terms of the functions, but in terms of the emotion, in terms of the culture, in terms of the possibilities as well. This is episode number six. Hashtag purpose. Hue the hype music. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Troy Sanders. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. Purpose doesn't always mean you have to save the world. There's a cool story from Haley Rushing, who is the co-founder of the Purpose Institute, who worked with Walmart. They are articulated this quote that says, when we did the purpose for Walmart and when Sam Walton was asked about the legacy he hoped to leave with Walmart, he said, at the end of the day, I hope I could save people a little money so they could live a little better. And they said, that's a pretty good purpose to save people money so they can live better. Defining your purpose doesn't have to be we're here to revolutionize the world and change everything and flip everything upside down. Your purpose 
to create a vision, be rooted in realism and what you're actually able to deliver right now. To understand why purpose-driven companies outperform profit-driven companies, let's do a side-by-side comparison. So we have two firms, company A and company B. The leadership at company A says, our purpose is to provide a return to shareholders. Employees now are measured on their ROI, return on investment. Company B's leadership says, our purpose is to improve the lives of our customers. Employees are assessed based on the impact their actions have on the customers. Now, which company do you think is going to develop the better systems, products, and services? The team focused on the short-term earnings, emphasis on the ROI, added stress, deadlines, and forecasts are very micro, or the team strictly focused on impact. And then on the flip side for customers, which group do you feel will be more emotionally engaged? The one where they're clearly stating we're trying to make the most money for our investors and our stockholders, or the company that's basically saying, we want to make your lives better. The end result or a byproduct of that is that we're bringing money for our investors and stakeholders, but we're keeping the vision, hoping make you have a better life. Peter Drucker said, profit is not the purpose of a business, rather the test of its validity. The true purpose of a business is to create and retain customers. And I would say the true purpose within that is to make an impact, is to make a difference, is to be a partner within a customer cycle of life. However, they utilize your service or product to enrich and make a better life for them. Users are choosing your product, your service, your business as a partnership. Within that partnership, there's an arrangement. I'm going to offer X so you can do Y so we can achieve Z. Z is the customer gets Y, the Y helps them achieve Z, they're happier, they're more fulfilled, they're more sustained, they get from A to B much quicker, much more efficient, whatever it is. On the other side of that, we get paid money, the money is distributed out to the employees, the investors, the stockholders, everyone's happy and the cycle continues on for as long as the partnership is intact. Again, it's all rooted in purpose. But I'm not done. You all know what it is. There's an acronym coming. Purpose. Personalized user relationships. Perpetuating opportunistic and sustainable equity. The P being personalized. We have to create a purpose that is very unique in scope to our business. But when a customer reads it, they're reading it as this is something I identify with. This is something that's going to help me. It connects with me. It's personal. When they read something and it makes it personal, there's that touch point. And again, the you being user, it's not about you. It's about your customers because they are the reason your business is in existence. They are the reason you're able to be an entrepreneur. They are the reason that you're able to have the success that you have. Without users, your company wouldn't matter because it wouldn't exist because they are the bloodline of your company. So you have to do whatever you can to keep them engaged with you, wanting to buy your product, wanting to buy your service, want to be a part of your social universe. R, relationships. I talked about it in an episode two of Clover. I talked about it in episode four of relationship status. Relationships are key to anything, to retaining users, to getting the best out of your employees. You need relationships. So we make it personal. We target users because they are the bloodline. We need to establish, again, so many touch points using the Clover business framework. 
applying the dark marketing methodology, applying PAM to establish our relationships and nurture them to become Bay buyers, advocates, or elevators. And all that's interconnected through relationships. And then the second P being perpetuating. Perpetuating simply means to preserve something valued. We can't afford to let the relationships with our users die because that is the literal bloodline of our business. So it's a constant thing of preserving these relationships, these touch points, emphasizing our purpose, getting more people to recognize our purpose, identify with it, make it personal and come on board as a buyer, as an advocate or as an elevator. The S being sustainable. We have to preserve it, but we also want to make it sustainable. This needs to be a system, a process, a series of tactics and techniques that we can employ to continue to grow these numbers, but also maintain these numbers. It's not enough to grow it and push it if we can't maintain it. And how we maintain it? Through a community. The E being equity. Now, yes, we know about equity in financing, and that simply is the value of ownership in something. Again, it's really a higher level of value. So you as a business, you need to get equity. Your customers need to get equity. Those in between, the buyers, the advocates, the elevators need to get equity. Everyone needs to touch hands and have some type of ownership of equity to make this ecosystem work. All these moving parts, all these different things align. It's not just a transaction. It's an experience. It's a process. It's a vision. It's the ability within this partnership for that everyone can win. We own a piece of this feeling of winning. No one likes a loser. No one likes to lose. So when we're talking about this thing called equity in this context, we want to distribute ownership of wins, of success, of progress within our business to our users and vice versa, because they themselves, by being a sustainable business model, they're ensuring their equity is growing, is intact, because they're finding the value in it, and it's making sense to them, and it's working for them, and in turn, it's working for us. In the book, It's Not What You Sell, It's What You Stand For, by Roy Spence. He says, purpose doesn't make decisions easy. It makes them clear. Now, you all know from Clover, I really emphasize clarity. If people don't have a clear understanding of what you do, and if you as a business owner, an entrepreneur, a marketer, a professional, are not clear in what you're trying to convey to your consumers, and really what you're trying to convey to yourself, it's all going to crumble. Clarity is key. This is why purpose is so important. Through Clover, you develop the purpose that you articulate to your audience groups, that they therefore can get clarity around it self-identify if they want to be a part of this community, part of this vision that you're creating, using your product or service will benefit them, and then they make a decision to buy. Or if they can't buy, be an advocate. If they can't be an advocate, they be an elevator. And if they can't be any one of those things, they're not the target audience. We need them to have self-selection. When you present your pitch to an investor, to a user, to a company, after you define your name, maybe say a little story, what do you go into? Defining your purpose. Why are we all here? Why should I support you? Why should I buy from you? Purpose unifies you in a common cause and growth strategy of improving more customers' lives 
in a small but meaningful way every single day. You know, the the most successful companies, going back to this point, the most successful companies, which in turn are purpose-driven organizations, they're constantly evolving and expanding what that purpose is. Now, they keep their root, their foundation the same in most instances, but they add on certain elements when it's called for, when there's a shift. 2020 is one of those examples where we're really going to define what our company's purpose is. I am very confident that those who are now entrepreneurs, who are in very specific professional disciplines, they have the DNA to do it. And by DNA, I mean you have the dynamic native authority to do what you do. It is just built in you to do this. And so when it's built in you, you take that feeling, that emotion, that DNA, and you apply that to your purpose. When you're building an organization, yes, you bring on a lot of different people because you can't do it all by yourself. You need a lot of different folk and a lot of different disciplines and specialties to come together under a unified purpose to succeed. And within that purpose, it's almost like a calling card. It's almost like you're sitting, you're sending out a signal to attract those individuals who have that same DNA as you. When you can cultivate a group of individuals together with the same DNA, even though they're very different and very dynamic and they have their own opinions and values, within all of that, there's enough touch points to say, we're in alignment, let's work together. The same thing happens when you flip that and distribute that out for consumers, for customers, for users to now make a decision. Hmm, that aligns with me. I see some of my DNA and then I'm attracted to it. I'm locked in. I want to try your product. I want to try your service. Not only is it going to benefit me and my betterment of my daily life and my daily experience, it's something that I align with, that I support, that is very close to my morals and my own purpose in life or my own desires of hope of impact. And if me supporting your purpose, your business can help me make a bigger impact on other individuals, that's a really strong touch point that typically won't break. Many people choose to not use a certain product or service, even though they need it, simply because the company has shown that their purpose is different than their own. Their intent for being in business doesn't align with them. People will choose to drive five more hours to a competitor of yours because whatever you're defining as your purpose and your intent, they don't align with it. They don't support that. And we're seeing that more and more. When you define your purpose and you push that narrative out into the world, you're giving people the opportunity to now, again, make it personal. We know that from the positive side, when people make it personal, there's a stronger tide. A stronger tide means they're probably going to be a more sustainable customer long term. They're all in or they're totally not. Self-elimination. Nope, I'm not in it. I'm out. Bye. And this is what we really need to establish. Purpose-driven wins over profit-driven. Decisions about products and promotions and process and people are filtered through the lens of purpose. Profit becomes a measure of how well you're performing against your purpose versus 
profit-driven companies, it's all about the bottom line, nothing else. And being purpose-driven does not mean you're not trying to make the most profit that you can. It's being driven by community, aligning with this purpose, and we're all carrying this business forward in correlation and in partnership with the same users and customers and consumers that are buying our products, that's buying our services, that's bought into our community, our mission, and who we are as an organization. Versus, I don't care how, bring me my money. To be effective, a purpose must be both aspirational and specific. It needs to provide clarity. It needs to provide emotional and functional awareness to people to make a choice. It must describe the impact that you have and or wish to have on customers and consumers. It needs to provide a lens for decision making. It needs to promote the product and or service innovation. And lastly, it needs to translate into behaviors. That's all rooted in your purpose. So let's put this to the test. Number one, sales. A purpose-driven rep can win you customers for life because they focus on helping the customer be successful within the solution, not just getting them to buy it. In marketing, purpose-infused marketing speaks into the heart of the customer because it is about the customer. With the lens of purpose, marketers go deeper and the messages themselves add value. Marketers simply trying to drive clicks and leads, again, similar to the sales, find themselves constantly searching for the next tagline, the next company to pitch certain things to. And it's just sporadic. It's not sustainable. Infusing purpose within your marketing and sales, your right arm and your left arm, the two that's gonna carry your business forward to make it sustainable, needs to understand the purpose, needs to have the clarity of that, and they need to have conviction of that purpose. Purpose is also very rooted in transparency. I'm not saying to tell all your business, but the more that you can make it very clear of who you are and what you do, the thinner the border, the more people will feel like they're a part of the journey, they're a part of the organization. They feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. Purpose-driven anything is going to give you a better overall reaction and a better overall feeling of community. But first, you need to define your purpose. So what is yours? Thanks for listening. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Yeah.